0: When we started this three and a half years ago, we really did not know what to expect a typical day would be like. What's interesting is that uh, three and a half years later, we still don't know what a typical day looks like. But that's part of the fun of it, I guess. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make all misstatements. And now,
1: Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of July 31st, 2013. We don't really know what a typical day looks like. As you said, we, we vary in what we do. Although we, we do have a sense of routine, and I guess that's what we want to talk about today. Exactly. What does our routine become? Um, there are a lot of myths, you know, about how farmers live um, up at dawn and milking cows. Well, we don't have cows, of course, but um, we're not up. Well, you may be up at dawn. I'm not up at
0: dawn. I'm typically up before dawn, but I'm not out doing farm chores. That time in the early morning for me is a wonderful, quiet time to do my paperwork
1: and really we should emphasize that you basically were on that rhythm before we even moved here you were always up early you know thinking through working on the computer etc so that hasn't really changed and to be honest we did not know what to expect when we started all this Um, we wondered is there such a thing as a typical farmer
0: And that's a great question. Obviously, your routine has a lot to do with whatever your preference is and also what chores require your time when. Uh, In our case, both of us are bivocational. Both of us have sources of income off the farm that require that we spend time working on our computers, dealing with paperwork, tasks, that sort of thing. And in my
1: case, with other, well, both of us with other people as well, our clients.
0: Correct. So uh, our situation makes us a little unusual, although the impression I have is that many farmers these days are bivocational. Many
1: people don't have the luxury of just cashing in everything else, you know, or ceasing any other kind of work exclusively to do farming. And even though I'm retired, I say that, I'm an emeritus professor, but I also do some consulting on the side. You have your law practice, and so we do have other jobs. We're not exclusively farmers. In fact, we are not farmers by vocation, more by avocation, in a sense.
0: So we thought, well, given that our situation may not be typical... It's still worth exploring what a typical day looks like as if there is such a thing. Yeah. And, and let's begin by acknowledging that whatever projects we have going on dictate a lot about our schedule. And everything we share with you today, I suppose, is, is subject to change by uh, the nature of the project we need to work on.
1: And the other thing we should mention is the weather has played a huge part, especially this summer with all the rain we've had. We have to work around rain and mosquitoes and intense heat. And so we that's tend part to focus
0: too. those yeah. tasks that require quiet work and paperwork and computer work when it's raining so that we can get out and make the, me- make the most of the time when we uh, have cooperative weather.
1: That's right. So let's start by talking about our waking routine. You've already mentioned that you get up early anyway, work on the computer, paperwork, etc. But you don't waste a whole lot of time after that, after breakfast, getting outside.
0: Yeah, so um, normally I'll get up and work for a while and um, then I will fix coffee for you, tea for me, and you and I have some time sitting in bed together to sort of think through the day and uh, talk about what's coming and what has happened and what we need to be doing differently and so forth. And uh, typically we'll stay in bed together for 30, 40 minutes sort of thinking thre- thinking things through. Unless
1: I have an early uh, appointment like I did yesterday and will again tomorrow when I have to get going and get out. And I left by 7.30 yesterday to go somewhere. But normally,
0: we we begin the day slowly.
1: Yeah, which is nice. That's one nice thing about semi-retirement, if that's what you want to call our lifestyle.
0: It is my habit to go ahead when the weather cooperates and get outside early um, and work outside. uh, Early, not meaning dawn, but like you know, 9 o'clock, something like that, and then I'll work most of the morning. Sometimes past the traditional lunchtime, um, you know, into one, one thirty, even sometimes if I'm getting a lot of work done.
1: Whereas for me, I get out, I'm a little later going out there, mostly because I just sit and check my email first and deal with the computer. And maybe, I, you know, a lot of times I regret that because by the time I finish that, it's hot outside. I think, okay, I should have done that in reverse. Should have gone outside first and then come in and done the email. But it's
0: just never been your rhythm to do that.
1: But I may be looking into changing that. The older I get, the less tolerant I am of the intense heat. So... You know, I I really think I need to just re-examine. The temptation is I'm always so curious about what emails I got that I get on there and I start looking. And then there's some advertisement like, oh, last sale day for Macy's. I mean, I do get sucked into that stuff sometimes. But I try not to. And the, the point is, if I could just get up and get out there without even looking at my email and then come in later when it's hot and then work on that, I would be much happier.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting point. I It is my habit to get up and get out and get working early, but I will tell you that here in central Alabama, the morning is when you normally have the most direct sun, the most effective radiant heating. And In the afternoon, we're likely to have at least partly cloudy skies, sometimes totally cloudy skies. And as a result, it may be actually a little more pleasant to work in the afternoon than in the morning. I know that sounds mm counterintuitive, but I I think it is the case.
1: That's certainly true yesterday because I got out there and or day before yesterday, I went to the um, learning garden and volunteered and it was sunny during that time. Luckily, we did find a little shade for part of our work. And then I came home, ate lunch, took a nap, which that's a whole other subject we which can talk unusual about. unusual for Unusual you. for me, but I've been sick, and I'm just um, coming off that. But um, then I got out. By the time I went out to the garden, you're right, there was a nice cloud cover. It felt great. So um, there is something to be said for that. But then I also didn't have nearly as much time to do my work as I wanted to I would have loved to have had a full day so there's a trade off there you but you're right um, and as I said earlier this summer has been unusual with the amount of rain that we've had um, that I think our routine my routine at least has shifted partly to accommodate to. that
0: and it's also been cooler uh, we I don't suppose we've had any temperatures of 95 or above about the hottest it's gotten is the low nineties.
1: But the downside is it's been so blasted humid that even if it's eighty-five, it feels like ninety-five. <laughs>
0: it has been it feels like a sauna.
1: Humid. Yeah.
0: So I I work in the morning and sometimes will actually work through lunchtime. You are more routine around your meals. You you tend to want to have your lunch at lunchtime and you get hungry and you go ahead and eat. Um, I always get a nap after lunch. However late I wait to eat lunch, I'm going to get a nap after lunch. And that is life-giving for me. I depend on that so I feel decent in the evening.
1: And for me, as you as you pointed out earlier when I mentioned napping the other day, that I normally don't. I'm not a good napper. I tend to get groggy and it's hard to wake up and I don't. So I just... And I really usually don't need a nap. But this past week, I'm coming off a sinus infection that just really knocked me for a loop. And as our listeners might, if they listened last week, they didn't hear much of me because I didn't have a voice. So I've, I've kind of given into it. If I felt like napping this past week, I've done it because I, my body's telling me I need the rest. But that's a, atypical. That's
0: atypical. Normally, uh, ru- on a routine day, on a typical day you come to life in the afternoon. <laughs> um, get a
1: new level of energy, that's right. And
0: you're outside working most of the afternoon into the night, um, which we will get to in a moment. <laughs> I, on the other hand, after my nap, I tend uh, normally I take a shower if I've been working hard outside in the morning. I take a shower at midday, have lunch, have a nap, and I'm still, you know, Feeling a little clean, so I'll typically do some paperwork and so forth inside for um, an hour or so in the early afternoon, and then get back out by three o'clock or so. But I'm always ready to come in before you. You're, you know, once you get that burst of energy in the afternoon, you are ready to stay at it and stay at it hard. And by 5.30 or so, I'm ready to come in.
1: But one thing we should mention about our evening routine or late afternoon slash evening is that um, we've, and we've talked about this in some of our previous podcasts, that we've added a new activity, which is feeding our fish.
0: We always feed the fish in the late afternoon, and that has been a lot of fun. We've sort of um, added that as part of our rhythm, and it's, it's very pleasant. Um, The fish have to be fed.
1: That's right. And they're hungry little buggers. And when you get down there, they swirl and swarm all over the water and create a lot of turbulence. Yes, it is gratifying. Um, And as long as we have enough uh, insect repellent on, we can actually enjoy it.
0: (laughs) So you're back up and you're working out on Veg Hill uh, sometimes until after the sun has gone down. And there have been several nights when I have come out onto the porch and called into the night, I can't see where you are, I only know that you must still be out there. Amanda, come on in, it's time to eat supper. Well, that's a little extreme, but okay. It well, it's it's a little extreme now because you and I have this working principle that you're going to come in by 6.30 and we're going to eat by 7.00. and. We've been fairly faithful to that,
1: right? So, we're, I'm doing better, I think. We we had to we had to rein me in because I do know that I was out there until there was no sun uh, most other summers that we've been here.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and then at night um, we tend to relax. We don't do a lot of uh, paperwork. We don't do a lot of computer work. We tend <laughs> to veg out, uh, typically watching something on television.
1: We've we've. We love our Netflix subscription because we can usually find something we really like, if not a movie, a series. Uh, a lot of them are British series or um, just television series that we didn't catch the first time around or uh, one that somebody told us was good and we had missed it. So um, we, we enjoy that. And, of course, then we our body rhythms continue to be a little different in that you get sleepy and go to bed before I do.
0: Typically around 9, 9.30, I'm ready to go on to, to bed, I like actual to sleep. And fortunately, neither of us has trouble sleeping, so it doesn't bother me. Here we are in this little apartment together with sitting here with the television running it doesn't bother me at all to go to sleep with the television on and it doesn't seem to bother you that i snore in the night <laughs> you can sleep through that so i'm
1: not aware of it usually because for I'm this asleep. we
0: are both grateful right. that we both can sleep well um despite noises that might interfere with our sleeping
1: and i'm not i'm usually getting sleepy myself by 10 30 or 11 um uh, so you know i'm not far behind you in going to sleep but I'll sit up and watch John Stewart or something like that and um, just, you know, allow myself to doze off in the chair or just get in bed and I can watch the TV from there um, and or turn it off and fall asleep. But either way, I'm usually asleep by 11 at the latest and then ready to start my day by about 630 the next morning.
0: And I typically am sort of sleeping fitfully as you come to bed and i'm waiting for you to fall asleep so i can get up and turn off the television and listen to a podcast <laughs> which is another idiosyncrasy of my evening i I, t- I listen to podcasts a lot during the night
1: which which is tells me you're in and out of sleep
0: in and out that's right
1: and typically i'm just in you know i'm just down for the count <laughs>
0: Well, let us stress again: we probably are not typical, and um, you know other farmers are probably different from our routine. And we certainly understand that everything we've told you um, is honored in the breach. There are times when we do things completely differently because just because we have to.
1: And I should add that we are to- have talked seriously about getting chickens. We're certainly not ruling out the possibility of other livestock, and that would change our daily routine considerably.
0: Certainly. But until it does, that's sort of what a typical day looks like for us. So um, I guess you ought to get us on out of here.
1: Right. Well, I guess we've told you everything, and probably more than you ever wanted to know. But uh, we think it might be useful for somebody who is thinking of perhaps taking on the agrarian lifestyle, but... Maybe you're not an early early riser and you've been put off thinking, oh man, I, I don't think I could get up with the you know, daybreak. Well, don't let that stop you <laughs> because I think we are showing you that we pretty much set our own schedules and do what we have to do and we hope that this helps you over any um, reluctance you might have about adopting a similar lifestyle. Have a great week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.